All right, guys, our Sunday chat today is going to be with Adam Fitzsimmons, Captain Adam Fitzsimmons. Uh, he's somebody who has always kind of reached out to me and been somebody who has you know, provided insights, recommendations, and generally just been very open to meaningful and thoughtful discussion, which is something that I really, really value, something that you know, I don't necessarily get engaged with all the time. And he's a reader, he's a thinker, and he's recently gone back and finished his master's degree. He's a soldier, a combat veteran, a loving father, and really just an overall hardworking person in our community. And somebody who I think you're going to get a lot of value out of hearing his insights and his journey. And, you know, just somebody who I thought would be you know, kind of an interesting switch up to Kristen last week. So we dive into some interesting things, and I hope you guys like it. changes on uh on the sops for everything all right guys uh we are live with adam fitzsimmons uh adam is gonna come in we're gonna talk a little bit about um you know his career in the military and everything like that and uh kind of some fitness stuff and just kind of how he uses that to support himself and uh his family and now a big part of friendship and so kind of uh start to dive down that path so adam why don't you take a second introduce yourself a little bit and tell us kind of about uh what uh, your you know rank is in the military? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, first, I, I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, um, big podcast guy. So, you know, just jumped at the chance to actually get on a podcast. I yeah, have a 40, forty-five minute commute one way. Nice. So that's, <laughs> I just crushed podcasts. Yeah, and audiobooks. Um, on my way to work every day. Yeah, but. I kind of missed that about like being in DC. It's like you get stuck in traffic. It's like cool. I just get an extra couple <laughs> yeah, chapters. Exactly. In book, you know? Exactly. That's that's the way you have to look at it. Um, but yeah, so I've been in the military for um, going on 13 years now. Nice. Um, I was enlisted for about four years at the beginning, uh, and then got my commission uh, through Ohio State Army ROTC. Nice. So that was, um, you know, it was a pretty good experience. It's it's always difficult going from that enlisted side of the house onto like the ROTC area so let's dive into that because i'm sure that a lot of people <laughs> don't understand that okay? yeah so one yeah. of the you know we have a lot of people you know columbus is not like a hotbed for military or right. anything like that right. so um so maybe just tell a little bit about like you know what is what is enlisted sure and yeah. then and then we'll talk about a little bit about rotc and then we'll talk about like what is sure. officer right, right? so yeah. talk just about that i think people just don't have a huge concept for yeah that. so so you have two main um two main like pay grades right so you have enlisted and non-commissioned officers and then you have officers Uh, it's really just how what role you're fulfilling within the military yeah it's like a different Um, path it's like a different different, job i try to when i explain it to people i try to say um it would be similar to like a doctor and a nursing relationship in the sense yeah like blue collar white collar kind of yeah so like the nurses are actually doing all the work right yeah but at at the end of the day someone's accountable for it for sure but like and it doesn't mean the nurses don't know as much as the doctors Mm -hmm. it's just a different role right yeah a 20 year nurse is going to be better than a one year doctor right and that's and that's you know that's kind of how i try to explain it to people um so when you hear enlisted you hear 
you think of going off to basic training, you, you have a lot of Hollywood movies that, you know, have, have encapsulated that basic training experience yeah. very well. Yep. Um, and so that's, that's typically the enlisted route, right? And so you are, you know, you're just a grunt, you're yep. just a foot soldier, yep. uh, you got no rank, yep. uh, people are just telling you what to do all the time instead of yep. you telling others. In the infantry. In, yeah, 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 in, in the infantry. The infantry. Yeah. Um, and then on the officer side of the house is kind of that, um, you know, you, you you try to hone your leadership style, hone your, like, you know, understand what what needs to happen, know, know your job, know two and three levels up, know yep. the big picture. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I think that's probably something that the majority of um, the civilian population probably has a hard time with understanding just yep. kind of that, you know, everybody understands like a general, yeah. right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. a general in the military is like a CEO. In yeah. The, in the, in yeah. The I don't think people have a grasp of a concept of like, if you meet a general, like <laughs> right. that is a big deal. There's not that many yeah, generals. So right, exactly. yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely something that, you know, when I went in, I had no concept of rank structure at all whatsoever. Right. So I actually really struggled like in basic training, like learning learning the rank structure sure. I and mean, you're like walking around like you you know walk by an officer and you see the yeah. rank and you're like yeah i, I didn't salute him because i have no idea like right. i have no concept of anything so yeah yeah coming from columbus it's like not a lot of bases around and then you get the exact opposite you get the the kids who grew up in the military and they yeah. know everything before they come right. in right so tell me a little bit so you four years enlisted i assume you're an nco then so i i was not so my path was um yeah, I was gonna say four years is like right on that limit. Yeah, right? you could, you're just eligible. Yeah, to be a and I and I had done some moving around, so I I, I enlisted in the reserves at first, mm. and then actually switched to the National Guard for some school benefits. So yeah. I had like the hundred percent tuition assistance. Yeah, for and, sure. And it was just a better fit at the time. Yeah. Um, I knew that I was I was um, gonna commission soon, and I wanted a, a unit to, yeah. to go to, and so that's what they provide. The guard provides that is. Yeah. Hey, when you when you commission as an officer, you'll be put in this unit and you'll be uh, in charge nice. of this platoon. Yeah, I did not care for the reserves. Yeah, I yeah, did not, I did not do all there. Yeah, I would have preferred guard. Guard seems to be a little bit more. Uh, they take care of you Absolutely. as a person. The reserves are sort of just like you're just this little fish. And that's in a huge what it pond. is exactly yeah. because the reserves, you know, kind of their parent units are still active duty. Mm -hmm. So it's kind mm -hmm. of like, hey, if we need you, we'll call you. Yep. And you're not going to get any money for yep. any type of training. Yep. Like. You know, that, that's just my experience. I know yep. it's probably different. I know, like, some special operations dudes and, like, PSYOPs and civil affairs that went reserves, and they have all kinds of money. But yeah. they're under SOCOM, and they're in a little bit of that different different uh, realm. Yeah. But, yeah, so commission 2010. Uh, and there's all kinds of stuff that I had to do with ROTC, just going back to the ROTC situation. So, you know, it was, it was a difficult for me because I was coming out of, like, a basic training, being, like, a PFC, you know, completing all that stuff, and then... And then going into that ROTC world was just, it, you know, we, we, we try to believe that we hold officer candidates to a, a standard, at least in ROTC. But yep. for me, it was maybe the discipline wasn't there. Yep. Um, There's still college kids at the end of the day. There's still college kids at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. And that's, so how was that? How old were you when you went into so, ROTC? So I, I was a little older. Because maturity, I that's, that's a huge yeah. piece of that, you know? Yeah. And especially when you hit that. You know, there's a huge difference between 17 and 22. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so I was a little older. I mean, I, I, I enlisted when I was 21, and I didn't hit ROTC until I was 22, 23. Yeah. 
Um, I played, uh, so out of high school, um, graduated from Catholic Central, went to Ohio Northern, played a couple years for um, Ohio Northern University football. Nice, nice. Um, And then I ended up just transferring to Ohio State, and that's what kind of put me a little bit older. Yeah. Um, And even I noticed my age in basic training. Yeah, for sure. Just like, listen, bros. Yeah. Like, grow up, man. Like, there's a whole world out there, and like, if you continue to act like you're doing, and that was, it was hard on people. Yeah. coming from all kinds of different backgrounds. Yeah, that's, I think, one of the biggest things that the military gave me was the, um, you know, in, in Dublin, Worthington, Central Ohio, really in any of the suburbs for the most part, you're not exposed to a lot of different demographics. Like, you might be exposed to your demographic, yeah, but you're not exposed to a lot of different demographics. It's right. not like we have a lot of, like, intermixing between, you know, you go to Marysville, you get... Yeah, the same kind of kids, right? You right. go to you go to Worthington, you get the same kind of kids. Yeah, you go to Reynoldsburg, same kind of kids. Um, you know, and so I think that transition for me was that was the first time that like culturally I ever really saw a lot of like socioeconomic differences. You know, people, you know, people in gangs, people yeah. from rural Texas that went Absolutely. to high school with thirteen kids, um, to you know Manhattanites, like yeah. like I mean, crazy differences. Absolutely. And so like for me. I, I really embraced that. Like, I thought that was, like, something yeah. that was, like, this is a really good test for me to see if I can, you know, lead, communicate, get along with, yeah. and kind of change a little bit of, you know, how accepting I am or how Absolutely. I look at different things. So, I think that's one of the cool parts about the military. But just like you said, awesome. it's, like, not all 18, 19-year-olds <laughs> handle that right. the same. Yeah. Some of them bring, like, either a sense of entitlement <laughs> or a chip on their shoulder or whatever it might be. Yeah. And so that's the thing. I think sometimes it's like, especially in the infantry, it's like, man, you get a whole different type of people from yeah. from A to B. But I think or A to Z, I should say. But that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so that's cool that you kind of you know were able to experience that and then take that to your ROTC unit because I'm sure that that was a huge benefit to those kids. Um, yeah. You know, when you came in and you had some of that experience. So what did yeah. you graduate in, and then what was your transition into like uh, being an officer? Like, yeah, so <clears throat> graduated in August of 2010 um, with a degree a degree in communication analysis, um, and then I reported to Fort Benning, Georgia, early uh, the next year, nice. so January of 2011. Fort Benning, everybody's favorite. So Fort Benning, Georgia, for the infantry basic officer leader course. Um, you know, and I, I would say that was probably. That course itself was probably one of the most difficult courses I've ever completed. Yep. Um, and I don't think it it wasn't like that across the board. There was just some dynamics within our platoon and, and our platoon leadership that just made it. If you've ever yep. seen the seen well, the the, the scar- series, the scarves, right? It's the, scar- <laughs> it's the scarves that get you guys. The, uh... I remember the first time I saw that walking around. I'm like, man, who the hell are these people walking around with huge scarves yeah, in their beanie? Do you guys a, still wear that's that? That's OCS. Is it? Okay. Yeah, All right. So, yeah, yeah. OCS is Officer Candidate School. Okay. So yeah. But uh, yeah, so reported there, and if you've ever seen Band of Brothers, we had it. We had our own Captain Sobel, mm-hmm. um, who who really just enjoyed. Talk about just great misery. acting by David Schwimmer. <laughs> I mean, he kills that role. It's so he does. Good. He does, and it's interesting to hear the commentary from the individuals that were there. Um, you know, they, they've had all kind of interviews and stuff after yeah. the series came out. But yep. they talk about how David Schwimmer just knocked out of the park. Oh, yeah. And, just, yeah. You got to love it when somebody comes in and plays the idiot <laughs> yes, to perfection. Yes. It's so good. Oh, and it's such yeah. an un, a misunderstood part. You know, I, I we have a lot of kids who have come through, ROTC kids, um, people who tell me I am aspiring to be an officer. Yeah. 
And that's going to change my tone 180 degrees, like from how I'm going to talk to you as a client. Absolutely. Like if you're coming in to do that and that's your stated goal, I'm not going to talk to you like I would talk to, you know, a 45 year old Dublin mom who's looking to lose some weight. Like your goals are going to be significantly more serious. Yeah. And I'm going to express the seriousness of what your stated goal is to you consistently. Absolutely. Uh, because, you know, I understand that a bad officer gets people killed. And, Absolutely. And it's one of those things where I think sometimes people don't necessarily see that. I, I tell people all the time. I actually told <clears throat> Coach Liz. So because we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about training military people. We were talking about, you know, what that's what your role as a coach is. And we've had all different kinds of coaches, but I'm the only one with a military background that's ever been there. And so yeah. everybody kind of runs to me with that. And I tell them at the very least, like, you need to, you know, watch Band of Brothers, read a couple books, like, yeah. be aware of some general things. Uh, and I think Band of Brothers does do a good job of just understanding the both the camaraderie of the enlisted soldiers right but the relationship between a platoon leader right yeah. and a platoon sergeant and understanding right. that like these these young kids who are saying you know I'm, they're going to be a platoon leader you know that's yeah. if Huge. it's a marine or an infantry like that is one of the most daunting tasks for a young person absolutely in no other place in the world like are you going to be a 22 year old <laughs> or a 24 year old yeah. and it's like hey here's here's 40 kids right and well, here's here's thirty five kids and five grown ass men. Exactly. Go lead them. Right. You know, and so it's uh it's a cool thing, but it's it's definitely um I'm sure it made you grow up really fast, yeah. you know, even if you weren't already experienced. Yeah. But um so yeah, so you kinda graduate through and then where was your first yeah. unit and what were your first soldiers like and all that stuff? Yeah, so I graduated Fort Benning on June 1st, and I mobilized uh, for Afghanistan on 2 August. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so short stint. So, and, and that entire time I was at Fort Benning, yes, it was very difficult, but I had Afghanistan over my head. Yeah. So I knew, like, don't fuck around right now. Yeah, man. for sure. Like, you need to understand what's going on right now. Yep. And, and, and so I made sure I conveyed that to my platoon cadre, and they understood kind of the severity and the seriousness of my mindset and going into it. Yeah. So when it moved, uh, moved out of Camp Shelby, Mississippi, I was assigned a platoon leader for Delta Company, 1st one four eight Infantry. Nice. Um, and uh, we hit boots on ground in Herat Province, Afghanistan in late October of 2011. Nice. So kind of our train up, um, you know, it was a significant, you know, three month train up in the yep. heat in Camp Shelby. Um, you know, just a lot of like, a lot of lessons learned there and understand what was going on. Um, and so Herat province is on the le- the, the um, west side of Afghanistan. So okay. it's about 40 kilometers away from Iran, the okay. Iranian border. Yeah. Um, right on right on Highway 1 there, just south, um, was, a, was a little camp called Camp Stone. That's where we were. So we were co-located with, um, we had uh, ANA, or Afghan National Army. Yep outside of our perimeter so we were in one of those camps that you have like Americans in the middle yep and A&A on the outside and then we had a couple different special operations task force guys that would you know they would you would only see them yeah, at night when they would like take off in their Chinooks and their yep. Blackhawks and then yep. they'd roll back in like zero four. 4 yeah 
It'd wake you up. Um, <laughs> I would say the the funniest thing about being woke up where we were is the call to prayer. Yeah. Like every day, every day. I mean, yep. that was like a constant, you yep. know, five times a day. Yeah. Because the ANA was still, I mean, they would. Yeah, still active. We yeah. would get nicknames for the, the different people that would sing on the, the speaker. Yeah. Some of them better than others, obviously. Is it live uh, when they do that? Yeah. Yep. Just right up to a microphone yep. and, and sing it out. So, Yeah. You know, I, I remember taking a video and I showed it to some friends when I got home and they were just so freaked out that they're like, you had to listen to that every single day. I was yeah. like, not only every single day, yeah, five, five times. times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This isn't like revelry. This, this, <laughs> yeah. This is twice that. Right. You know? Yeah. So it was good. I, you know, I enjoy, I look back, you know, ex- Afghanistan for me was just a, a life changing event. Not, not because I was shot up, not because... I lost a guy. Um, it was just, you know, that environment of, you know, I'd go on three-day patrols and, you know, through the mountains up north. And like you said, man, I was the guy. Yeah. And then I just had to make it happen. Yeah. And it was, when you're put in that type of scenario, it just changes you. Yeah. You know, and, and, and understanding like, hey, you know, there there would be times, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not getting all dark and stuff, but there'd be times where I was just like, listen, like if I was the enemy, this is what I would do, yeah. and I don't understand why they're not doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like there's a couple routes like that. You know, there, I'm talking 1,200 foot drop offs on yeah. cliffs through the mountains, and we're in a we're in a an up armored vehicle. Yeah, that if we get hit with a, a side mounted IED and get pushed over, yeah. we're still alive for like probably four or five seconds yeah. as we're just falling. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it just so so the, those thoughts and just understanding that and just understanding your having that awareness that heightened awareness all the time exactly you know you're just you know um well and how does that affect your your capability then to i think this is one of the things that i see why you know officers become you know extremely successful when they come back into you know a corporate job or different jobs on that capacity is is decisions and i think one of the things that people do a poor job of or, or struggle with from the civilian life is the capability to make a, a rational, logical, quick right. decision, yeah, and and have full confidence that like, look, it may it, we don't know, it might be right, it might be wrong, we're not positive yet, but given the information that I have, <laughs> exactly, this is the fact, this is the best decision, and, and then making that quickly, yeah, um, and then doing that at a capacity and at a you know a, an importance level that you're not going to get right. back here in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Um, and then doing that every day for like a year. How long yeah. were you guys mobilized for? So we got home. So we got boots on ground um, in October and we got home September. Mm-hmm. So mid-September of 2012. So yep. it was a long, a long haul, yep. a long deployment with the MOBE. Um, but it's funny that you say that because that's the biggest thing they harp on you when they go, when they try to stress you out during training yep. is, you know, a decision is better than no decision. For sure. So yep. fucking do it. Yep, you exactly. Know? Like, yeah. And, and it's funny now, um, you know, I tell I tell my soldiers this all the time and the, and the people I work with, it's just like make an informed decision yep. with the amount of intelligence or the amount of yep. knowledge that you have right now, the yep. data that you have right now. Just make a decision. Yep. Um, because if you don't make, you know, bad news doesn't get better with time. Yep. Um, it's just one of those things. Yeah, we're not going to learn anything more. Like, it's, <laughs> right, not, yeah. it's not sitting here and looking yeah. at all the angles. It's not like, right. you know, it's like, <laughs> I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, at, at when we, we used to like use a pool table as an analogy, it's like 
dude, you can sit there and stare at it and you can put your cue <laughs> on like the kid on the corner right. and you can yeah. just hit the damn shot. Like right. you either, you either have that capacity or yeah. you don't like yeah. sitting there and lining everything up and trying exactly. to think about it a million times, not making any, it's right. not making the decision any better. Right. It's not making the shot any better. Right. Yeah. Um, and so been about, um, about six years from yeah. now. And so you yeah. were second Lieutenant when you got deployed. Correct. And now captain. Now captain, company nice. company commander. So that's uh, 01 to 02 to 03. Yeah, right? so What's just that? to give some perspective, so you, you, you need about 36 to 48 months time and grade to pick up your first lieutenant so yep. to get promoted from second lieutenant to first lieutenant. And then you need another 48 to go from first lieutenant to captain. Yep. And so I'll be sitting here um, for another two years until I can be promoted yep. to major. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah, so came back, did the normal um, employment thing. Didn't have many troubles, you know, getting back into the swing of things. Um, I, my, I had some soldiers that had had a hard time, mm-hmm. and it's any time you go from an environment where you don't have to worry about anything except yep. being shot in the face. Yep. Um, but you know, didn't have to worry about chow, gas, yeah. groceries, relationships, relationship. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. relationships. Your time was dictated to you. Yep. This is what you're doing now. Yep. Um, you know, you didn't have a lot of freedom to be a jackass. Yep. Right? So, and then all of a sudden, you get the keys to the kingdom when you come exactly. home. Yeah, totally. And you freedom. get all the booze you want. Well, you and, get all and the money. They stockpile money. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, here you are in downtown Cleveland at a casino. Yep. Just blowing through thousands of dollars because you don't have the self-discipline to... Yep. And so, you know, and that's, that's buying Cadillacs. That's oldest time. <laughs> yeah, for know, sure. Yeah, 20, that's buying that. Cadillacs at 20 <laughs> That's, what, that's exactly how <laughs> I had to go to a Cadillac dealer and, uh, and, and just look at the guy and go, come on. Guess, what yeah. are you doing here? Right. This guy's got no credit. <laughs> He's probably yeah. sitting in a credit rating like yeah. 150 if it even goes that low. Right. It's just like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. So. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah. yeah, you're you're gonna have to go ahead and you know fix that contract. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's 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 the stuff that I think that people don't see. You know, people hear all the time struggling to come back into things. Um, you know, uh, what's the, what's the buzzword that people use all the time? Um, not, not reintegration, but something along those lines, yeah. right? Um, and you know, it's I think everybody struggles with it in a different capacity. It might be yeah. you know, it might be idle hands, it might be financial, it might be relationship wise, it might be you know whatever. But I think that's the big thing is it's like it's just like you said, it's it's from a structure like a high structure to exactly. a no structure, right? And so when you when you come back, I think that's the good part sometimes about the guard. A little yeah. bit is a lot of times you actually you you can come back and you go to guard training so you right. still have that military end yeah. but you also do get a break sometimes from the people and then you can go and do yeah you know a day job Absolutely. so so what is like your um, your civilian job yeah so I work um, I work at the Department of Homeland Security um, through a, a National Guard task force um, and I just do some intelligence analysis there. yeah and so you're like um so it's through the national guard right. but it's not necessarily like with your soldiers that would be absolutely not okay no, yeah. I, so i work downtown columbus every day yeah. uh, i live in marysville um i you know like i said i, I work in a, in a federal building um through a national guard task force so um i'm on active duty yeah. i get paid active duty and everything's good i get retirement points and everything but, nice but it's 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 almost like I, I, I explain it to people like uh, we're like contractors right yeah. so we're we're uh, you know no 
the the agencies that we're staffed at don't have to pay for us. Yeah. But we offer um, unique skills to that agency that perhaps they can't self source. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so that's really kind of the the why the program has been so successful. Yeah. Um, to this point. So. That's cool. And do you work with a lot of other? Is it mostly military guys that you work with? No, so I, so I work with all special agents. Okay, um, cool. Special agents and intelligence research specialists. Nice. Um, through through the Department of Homeland Security, um, and then we have we have people at different agencies, uh, DEA, ATF, FBI, yep. things like that. Nice. So. And so uh, you recently, congratulations, just finished your master's degree. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so tell me a little bit about uh, that. Like, were you using GI Bill? Do you still get money from the Guard for, like, you know, tuition assistance? How did that all work? And then tell me a little bit about your master's degree. Yeah. So uh, in August of 2016, uh, I've, I've been wanting to go back to school for a while. Yeah. Um, it's also one of those things as a, as a military officer, you know, a professional soldier. Yeah. Um, that it just looks looks really good. Yeah. Right now. And, well, I think it's good. Good. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, you're a good example for I think some of your soldiers too. Yeah. It's like one of those things. It's like yeah. I mean, always educating yourself. So. Right. Um, so yeah. So Tiffin University had a uh, a master's program, so masters of criminal justice and crime analysis, um, nice. and it's really a holistic approach within the criminal justice side of the house. Um, there's a couple legal classes that that. Uh, that were very interesting that I would not have thought were going to be a part of the curriculum. Yeah. But they were outstanding because yeah. it just gives you a better understanding of the system. Yeah, for and, sure. And perhaps some flaws of the system. Yeah. So <clears throat> it was a two-year program. Um, I am s- just super stoked that I'm done with it. Yeah, for sure. It got to the point there at the end where, um, you know, it was just, it was a, it was rough, yep. you know, but, you know, if it was easy. For yep. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know anybody yeah. <laughs> who's ever finished a degree and like, oh, man, like, I really wish it was another year on that program. Just, <laughs> like, just, I was so ready so, to do more. Yeah, so, just, yeah. so the assignments, it's an online program. All the assignments would be due, you know, Sunday evening, right? Yeah. And I'm laying in bed this morning. My wife comes in. She's, you know, they're getting ready for to go to church. And and uh, she's like, so uh, what time do the, the Bengals play? I'm like, oh, 1 p.m. And guess what? I don't have any assignments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was just super. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that little pick me up. Yeah, for I'm sure. still experiencing. Yeah, that so. little that little freedom. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. So when I went when I went back to school to Ohio State, we had you know at first I was taking just tons of hours. Right, I wasn't wasn't working really. I had like some part time jobs at like Rogue and a couple other sure. different places. Um, nothing that really stuck. And then we opened the gym, and then like my like school time went from like. You know, twenty six hours a quarter semester, then down to like twelve, then down to like three, (laughs) and then it's just like that's just this thing like lingering over you, and I'm like, just like dragged and dragged and dragged, and uh, yeah, same thing, man. When you get done with that, you're just it's like this, it's this freedom feeling that's so fantastic, and then it's like you still have those like nightmares where like I didn't finish my homework on time, still there, like I gotta get up and do it. It's just like, yeah, it's such a school, such a weird like, uh, yeah. It's even, yeah. you know, I even equate it to, like, a hard workout, you know, like, running a marathon, right? Yeah. So, I've run a couple marathons, and I even, like, sometimes I look back, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't even believe I did that. Yeah. You know, I'm training for a 50-mile-or 50, 50 uh, go-ruck event in two weekends yeah. from now, and I went out for, like, a 20-mile ruck yesterday, and I, I did, like, 21 miles, and 
and I did like 21 miles in like five hours and I and I ran a marathon faster than that and I was just like I could I can't believe I even did that yeah right and yeah. I'm like man that's that's crazy but yeah. even looking back now like yeah. I can totally get how people like you know maybe in six months I'm gonna look back at the master and be like I don't even know how I spent all that time doing yeah. that yeah for sure and even when you're in it too you're yeah. like what am I gonna do with all my free time when yeah. I'm like when I'm done it's, yeah. it's amazing how when you really step back and you look at the time available to do things for and sure. make priorities and oh, cut yeah. out some things uh, it's incredible it's amazing how much like real time people have yeah you know, for sure like I don't have time to do that it's like yeah. well you just have to prioritize yeah. And oh yeah it's crazy it if you do like the subtraction you know it's whatever like 162 hours in a week yeah. or whatever it is um, and when you start doing the subtraction, it's <laughs> yeah. like you start looking at it and, and like, I remember doing this exercise and I was starting to look at like, as a business owner, like, where do I allocate different time to yeah. different tasks? Right. And, yeah. um, and I started looking at it and you're like, man, where's it? There's like 17 hours that I can't account for. Like, that's a lot of time, right. man. Like, what am I yeah. doing? It's, it's just like, like, uh, the hard knocks episode where, um, Carl Nassib. Yeah. He's like, you spend two hours a day. Yeah. Spend two hours a day on your Instagram, man. That's like a year. Yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a um, month at the end of the year, yeah, yeah. which is crazy. That was like, yeah. like, you start thinking about it, you're like, yeah, that's actually true. It's like, yeah. that is actually pretty crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely one of those things that I think school is, it's funny how people like ebb and flow and trend. Cause yeah. I feel like I catch you right now. You just got done. You're like, Oh, I'm so glad to be done. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you know, yeah. two years from now, you're going to kind of, you take that freedom of time and you're just kind of like. You know, if you're feeling it well, you're reading, you're educating yourself, you're doing yeah. things, you're going to be you feel fine. Then, like two years from that, you're going to be like, you know what? Like, I think I can go back and get like a, right. another master's degree, or I can yeah. go back and like get a PhD or and do it's, something. It's terrible because it's already happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like two weeks after I finished, yep. I contacted Capital. Yep. For the law school. Yeah, for sure. And I and I'm not. I don't. You know, my brother's a lawyer down in Cincinnati. I don't know, man, but it, it, it's just you're you always want to fortify your position for right? sure. So yeah. you're always trying to do something else. Yep. Um, now that's that's quite a that's quite a um, an event to, to take on. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's on the radar. Yeah, so. it's interesting. You know, the the you know first year, which is what everyone always kind of talks about. You know, it's like yeah. the first year is always the hard year and all that stuff. But the the evening adult program, it's. Um, yeah, I think it's just like anything. If you have your priorities in line, it's not time that you can't spare. You know, right. it's like it's it's there. You can do it. Yeah. It's just consistently something that consumes a majority of your free time, yeah. right? As opposed to, um, you know, an online master's degree might consume, you know, 60% of your free time. Right. Is going to consume 85 or 90% of your free time. Yeah. So instead of Sunday like missing a game now you're missing right. all games right. <laughs> it's like you're gonna miss right. nine hours of right. games not just the three hours of the <laughs> exactly game. and so um yeah. so you know it was a, it was interesting I'm, I'm super glad i went because i had that same kind of thought that feeling that yeah. you know i fortify your position i think is a great great way way to put that is you know how am i improving now and how will that benefit me, my yeah. family, and everything later in life? Yeah. And uh, and that was kind of the vein that I had went with. It was also just a goal. And I'm not a person who I don't like to just walk away from a goal. Like I like to take my absolute best shot, and then either realize that was a goal. Like for me, law school, I realized after the first year, it was just like yeah. that was a goal that I had set. That wasn't at like at the time it might have been a goal you know, yeah. five years ago, um, when I got out of the army, right. that was a goal. 
and I left it there and I had it sitting and I've got like a goal board and it just sits there and stares you in the face every day. Yeah. And then like you start getting to the point where you're like, you know, I think I could probably do that now. Yeah. And then you get there and it's like at, you know, 32 now with like a family and a, and a thriving business, it's, that's no longer the same goal it was when I was 26 yeah. and I didn't have uh, I didn't have a girlfriend. Yeah. I didn't have a job or a business. Absolutely. Right? It's like it's a lot easier to make uh, you know, different goals as that stuff happens. Yeah. So, so it's cool. I mean, I think um, I think the the capital is a great program. It's really yeah. cool. So, yeah. I mean, I think you know, it's it's one of those things. If you go into it, if you, with the the right um, alignment of life, yeah. you know, and the right alignment of support, Absolutely. it can be be so beneficial so that's cool that that's kind of on your radar yeah um, and so. and that's i think too you know getting to the leadership um portion of this just you know understanding that you know setting goals you know a goal without a plan is a wish right yeah. so so you know something that i've really implemented with my soldiers and, and my subordinates at work is you know every all the counseling all the counseling that we do, um, you know, every quarter, right? So you yep. sit down and people think innately that the word counseling means like a negative yeah, something sure. or yeah, other, yeah. a negative connotation. That's not the case. Yeah. You know, anytime you, someone's working for you or you're working for somebody to, to establish those, those lines of communication, understand exactly what the expectations are of yeah. you. Yeah. Ex- understand what their expectations are of, you know, of, you as a leader, yeah. right? Um, and so I've always, I've implemented what's called like a goal resume, yeah. and I and I look at it, you know, maybe every six months, and there's things, and it's written like I've already accomplished these things, yeah, yeah. But you know, when you look at it, you're like, oh man, I had my master's complete in 2018, yeah. You know, when I created it in 2016, yeah. And now you look at it, and you're like, hell yeah, yeah. Check that one off yeah, the block. For now, sure. what's next? Yep. Right. And so you basically understanding what you want your resume or you want your life to look like yep. in 2020. Yeah, for sure. It's, and, and you can take it any place. You can take it on fitness. You can take it on yep. on financial planning. Yep. You know, you can take it everywhere. So yeah, that's cool. Um, that's cool that you guys do that. We kind of implemented a similar thing as a business this year. Yeah. And it's already had such a positive impact just on, you know, it's it's this is where we as a business want to go three years, five years, ten years from now. Yeah. This is what we need to do as a team individually for the next 90 days. Right. If you guys accomplish, like, you know, it's like Andy. Andy has one task, right? Yeah. It, it's to improve the nutrition program. And yeah. it's like, what do we need to do to make that happen? Well, we need to bring somebody else on to help. Right. We need to do this and that. Yeah. And so he is fo- solely focused. That's his primary role is that one task. Um, and we know if over the next 90 days you accomplish that task and everybody accomplishes their one line item task. Right we will be closer to that three year, five year goal and yeah. all that stuff. So that's, that's cool that you guys do that. And so tell me a little bit about like, um, leadership development. Cause I know this is something that you put a lot of time and, yeah. and you have, um, passion for, you know, yeah. which is cool because I think there's not a lot of leaders. This is going to sound weird, but there's not a lot of leaders, especially in the military who have a passion for leadership. Yeah. Right. It's like they've, well, you know, why'd you become an officer? Well, it pays better. And I, when I retire, I want to make more money. And when I do X and Y and Z, but like I actually, you know, the I love when I meet somebody who's in a role that they can influence and help soldiers and people 
Yeah. And they actually have a passion for influencing and helping people. And so right. I think it's cool that you can kind of put those two together. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like what you do, like, cause I know you read a lot, like you said, you listen to a lot of podcasts, you're, yeah. you're big on self-education for that stuff, but you know, where'd that passion really come from? And then how do you feel like you kind of go about setting out a plan to kind of nurture that? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's always, it's always kind of been there. I, th- I think really the, the, the catalyst and the nexus of it is, is to be quite honest with you, it's seeing bad leaders. Yeah. Um, and how frustrating yeah. that can be. Sometimes it's best to know what you don't want to be. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I heard a quote, you know, when you listen to people, when you shut your mouth and listen to people, you know what they know and you know what you know. Yep. So, you, yep. Know, you know, you know, you know, it's just... Is, you know, it's just one of those, but <laughs> seeing, seeing, I like, I like that a lot. seeing bad leaders <laughs> yeah. uh, was really just, it is so frustrating. Um, and so I think that's really where the self-development came from and that urge to, to want to get better. Yeah. Um, you know, so over probably the last four years, three years, I'm, I'm a huge Jocko guy. Yep. You know, I, I uh, <laughs> worship at the altar of Jocko. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's funny because when you, when you see people like that, um, and you read books over and over again, a lot of it's stuff you already know. It's just how to communicate and use that within your own life. So what Jocko says, we, we all pretty much know that if we're in a leadership position, we know that we need to get along with people. We know that we need to, you know, prioritize and execute. We understand that. Yeah. Uh, but it's but it's how you can um, you know it's how you can communicate it with the team yeah right and I would say that's probably the biggest thing for me so um, I, I'm an innately emotional dude right yeah. so I blame it on my Irish Catholic heritage <laughs> right so yeah. Springfield Ohio Irish Catholic yeah, yeah. so uh, innately emotional and I think that that's been the, one of the biggest leadership. Um, maybe not obstacles, but but areas of improvement that I've had within yep. my career. I yep. can see myself as a young officer, and just you're getting just just you know you get too amped about the little things that don't matter. Yeah, it can be emotional positive or emotional negative. Exactly. There's, there's both ends of it. Right, yep. and so that's something that I that I you know, and I'm also very judgy in the sense too. So if I see somebody flying off the handle, yeah. You know, if I if I'm in their their sphere of influence, I will certainly pull them aside and be like, "Listen, bro, yeah. calm down." Yeah, because this is what you look like, and here's the perception. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. So, you know, but that's something that I work on quite a bit. And it's funny, even my wife and some of my coworkers tell me this. They're like, "You don't look like you're emotional at all." And I'm like, "Well, inside, yeah, I'm just you know very yeah. very emotional yeah. inside, but you have to keep it under wraps for and sure to just take a breath and calm down yeah and that's probably some of the, the the one thing that I learned the most in Afghanistan yeah was I self-talk yeah so it can be during a workout yep. it can be during a marathon it can be during a stressful situation in Afghanistan for I sure. self-talk I'm like okay yeah. what's the next thing that needs to happen yep what's what's this that needs to happen well, and that's that emotional maturity that's yeah. something that you right. probably didn't have when you were 2021 right. yeah and that you've developed now to help yeah. you know keep you a little more even yeah. keel right. more consistent yeah. so yeah that's cool i love um you know the the jocko stuff um you know it has been so so interesting just like you said i think it's uh you know the thing that i love about him is it's stuff that's it's simple it's not easy right yeah. and then the big thing for you yeah. is it's applicable 
differently all the time because your team's always changing. Your right. situation's always changing. And yeah. so, you know, you might be, you know, a great leader right now with your current platoon, but yeah. I don't know if people know, it's like platoons change all the damn time. I mean, yeah. like like week to week, month to month. And so, you know, you might come and we, we sit down, we end up talking a year from now and your platoon's going to be like, totally different right and so yeah. then that changes your capacity and it's you know it's the same as you know your family it's like you know your daughter's gonna be you're gonna you're gonna teach your daughter one way now and then when she's 14 you're gonna teach right. her a totally different way it's right. gonna be like hey we're you know you have to evolve yeah. and as situations become easier or more difficult you know you need to be more prepared for those situations absolutely so i think that kind of constant pursuit of you know leadership development is really cool and just like you said reading and rereading leadership material that is impactful to you. I always like to tell people it's like, I, I try to read above the line like once a year Yeah. because when I first read it, I think it was maybe 2015, 2016, yeah. it was right when we were amping up for the games. And so the team, as I saw it in 2015, 2016 was, you know, Chris and John and Ryan and Jenny and Kristen and Maria. And it was, it was my competitive team sure. that I was leading. That was my focus. Yeah. 2018, my team is my coaching staff, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the, my goal to help them grow them and develop yeah. them. So it, totally different ends, right? Um, you know, but, and totally different people. And yeah. so now when I read that book, my mind goes to a 180 degree, like totally different place. Like I, I'm, I'm yeah. 100% opposite. So I think it's cool that you, you know, you do that and I think it's going to, you know, it benefits you as, you know, a civilian employee or a contractor, you know, a, a leader in the military and a father and all that yeah. stuff. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And it, it's something that, you know, we try to implement. Um, I always say the standard doesn't change the way we get to the standard does. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, whether... You know, that is, you know, and I, and I would say this too, there, there is a perception out there with the military and how the military is led yeah, and how people outside of the military maybe thinks it's just a, a yelling and screaming and yeah. you'll do this because I said so. And I know that if people have listened to Jocko, I mean, he makes it very clear that that's not the case, yeah. you know, but cause you're ultimately going to get a better product if you are tactful and you the employee knows that you care about them. Yeah. You're still, it's still people at the end. Exactly. Right. And so, you know, this notion of, well, if you're an officer in the army and you just say, do this because I said so, that that is not what actually happens. Right. Um, Well, it might happen. It's just that person's not going to have the same buy-in from their soldiers as the, as the person who comes back here. Yeah. And you're never going to reach any type of the level of the potential that you could in that, in that type of, so, Kind of my philosophy right now, um, you know, the soldiers that I, you know, am, I'm so grateful to be in command of, you know, they, I want to make sure that they know that I care about them and I have that their, their interests in mind. Yeah. Um, you know, you're familiar with an article 15. So Mm -hmm. an article 15 is is a non-judicial punishment uh, that the military has. And basically, you know, if if you screw up. Um, you can punish a soldier by like taking his pay, taking his rank, yep. doing extra duty, things yep. like that. So I unfortunately had an Article 15 situation this this past summer, yeah, uh, where you know uh, E4 drew down on a E6, yeah, um, and that happens because that's what we try to do. We try to stress 
people out in, yep. a, in that type of situation because hey, combat isn't like yeah. happy-go-lucky, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. stressful. Well, this particular day, it's hot. E4 basically takes his takes his ruck off, throws his saw down, and just says, "I'm going to beat your ass." Yeah. To this NCO, right? Yeah. Well, that's clearly unacceptable. Yeah. That's not you know, but the punishment that I gave him was to read above the line yeah and write a 1200 word essay on what he believes above the line means yeah um and so you know things like that i could have hammered this dude right yeah, i could have sure. made a field grade article 15 took his rank kicked him out yep but it's not about that no it, it, military punishment and military discipline is about caring yep. for people yep. and caring for for you know for their livelihood and, yep. and who they are yep. right and so that's that's really kind of what my philosophy is. Is yeah. like, even though this might be uncomfortable for you, or it feels bad, or you're getting a negative counseling, or whatever. Yeah. But here's the end point, and and yeah. this is the oldest time, you know, that the yeah. whole this hurts me more than it hurts you type <laughs> yeah. scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, that's that's kind of my, my philosophy, and like understanding where we might be falling short, yep. and understanding the way to get there. Well, and utilizing this this short term failure, which. Right. A week from now, this isn't going to matter at all. Sure. And utilizing it as you know, how do we grow and develop, right? How do, right. How do we how do we move on right. beyond this in some capacity? And so yeah. that's where I think it's um, yeah, it's super mature. And now I look back, it's always one of those things like like I was a good soldier, I was not a good leader, right? And when I got out, I was in a leadership role. Yeah. And you know, we didn't have officers in our unit, which is like bizarre, right? We were right. we're one of the very few um, enlisted run platoons and there's there's never any officers involved and so so it's a unique um a position for ncos to really have um, a much larger role in their soldiers lives and we were extremely intimate and it's like you know my um you know basically i guess you'd call it a fire team right but my relief um it was you know four people i had three soldiers and it's just like and so i mean if you want to talk about like involved like you're very involved in yeah. every aspect of their life and you're spending hundreds of hours together every right. week. Yeah. Um, and now I look back and it's just like, you know, like I was, I did some good things as a leader, but now it's always like one of those things where I look back and you're just like, man, I wish I would have been, yeah. wish I could be there now with <laughs> yeah. like the current like mindset yeah. and ability that yeah. I have as like a, a leader, you know, the emotional um, awareness that I have yeah. for people and all those kinds of things, just like just like you were talking yeah, about, to be able to give that to yeah. them. Because it's it's not like I failed them, but there were definitely like soldiers, I think, who slipped through the cracks. Yeah, exactly, where I think I could have had a much more meaningful change or, yeah. um, you know, impact in their right. lives in, in a positive way. Yeah. And so I think it's awesome that you're able to, you know, still do that and stay in that role and, and all that stuff, so... Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so you had said earlier, self talk yeah. during like workout stuff, and I know you have really implemented some of the CrossFit stuff and some of that into your platoon training. I have. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, the Fitzsimmons Home Garage Gym, right? <laughs> and what goes what goes on there, the compounds, right? And, yeah, the uh, compounds. Yeah, and so uh, so tell me a little bit about the growth and development of that because yeah. I mean, it's, you probably have. I would say. What I know of people in the gym, you probably have the sickest garage gym. So tell <laughs> tell everybody about it a little bit. Well, yeah. So, um, you know, it, it all started from a point in my life where, you know, I had just had shoulder surgery. Um, I tore my labrum in 2015. Yep. Uh, 2014. 
So tore my labrum real bad. I was at a uh, like a baseball fantasy camp. I was taking batting practice from Chris Sabo. Oh wow, really? And I was just taking it. I was a huge no. Chris, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. a huge Chris Sabo so, fan. Chris Sabo is throwing me a little BP. Um, you know, and like the meathead I am, I just kept swinging hard for the fences and yeah. ended up tearing it pretty good. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, get, wait, what, what, an, what an image that <laughs> is. <laughs> Think about what Chris Sabo's thinking. Like, well, look, at, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> What's, hey, yeah, just one of those things. Um, so went to the doctor. Yeah, it's all torn up, man. Well, because of the military process of getting medical whatever, yeah. no. uh, I had to wait like, another eight months to get surgery oh wow finally got surgery and they had initially thought it was going to be like a two or three anchor thing yeah when they got in there they were like yeah you need like five anchors Mm. so i have five anchors on my shoulder so anyway i hadn't been working out um and then i saw like a really good deal on like a buy sell trade and i wasn't at the gym at this point yeah Uh, jackie had been in and out a little bit um but um, buy sell trade you know some family in Dublin had all this stuff and they're like it's free come get it oh wow and so you know it was like a bar and maybe like maybe like 300 pounds of plates yeah and I, I remember getting to their house I'm like Do you, are you sure you don't want me to pay you yeah, for just give it this is like a lot yeah. of money yeah. and they're just like nope it's one gone I was like hey roger that yeah. so took it home uh, really enjoyed having that immediate like just getting back in the groove type yep. thing and this would be fall of 2015 mm-hmm. um, and then uh, just started adding yeah started adding more and more um, you know got an Aerodyne got a GHD um, I got a treadmill in there to run um, and then yeah just it kind of snowballed from there yeah you know? and then you guys just when did you guys move into the house so September of two thousand so September of last year, we actually moved. We were at an old like farmhouse that yep. had a garage, an attached garage, um, and then moved back into like a like a little suburb for basically for Evelyn because yep. being out in the country she didn't have anybody to play with. Yeah, for sure. And then now, I mean, there's just like random packs of kids, kids running everywhere. through yeah. Yeah. different yards. But yeah, so moved in there, um, and then just started adding, added a bunch of pull-up bars and, you know, kettlebells. Dumb, dumbbells is a big one. Dumbbells, just yeah. got the dumbbells, so that's yep. the latest. Yeah, so I got yeah. 2385s. Yeah, and it's so, so like, uh, you know, sexy. You have, like, the... But it's... It, it, I always get stressed <laughs> at the gym because it's, like, we we make it sexy, yeah. and then it's just, like, you're, like, we got that kettlebell rack, same thing, everything's perfectly aligned, <laughs> and I just... I, like, looked at Andy, and I go, well, enjoy this, because this is as good as it's ever going to look. Like, it's just going to get shittier from here, and it's, like, you know, you give you give anybody, you know, the community an inch, and there's it's just, like, chaos, yeah, right, right. right? But with you, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's you're the, you're the yeah, one who both respects own. the equipment right. and the way it yeah. looks, and so it's always going to kind of look like that, so yeah. I always love going to, like, a nice garage gym like that. Yeah. Like, oh, that looks so nice. Yeah. So, like, organized. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... So, it's been nice, you know, with, you know, being in school, being in command, which is, like, another part-time job. Yep. Uh, with my guard unit, and then having the 45 to an hour drive one way every day. Um, you know, when I can't get into the gym, I, I'll be getting into the gym more often, um, And you know, now that I'm done with school. Yeah. Um, but we just talked about prioritization. Yeah. So, no excuses. Yeah. Right. But, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, but it was always nice just to be able to come home and knock out a wad, yep. you know, in the garage gym. Um, well, and I think you really enjoy right the aspect of you like, you're a tinkerer. You yeah. like, you like testing, trying different workouts, seeing how it affects you differently. 
Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, and, and one of my favorite things to do to you is to, um, to, because you have, I don't know if you know, but you have a barbell bias in your programming. Absolutely. <laughs> so. I have a, I have a, what I'm good at. Bias. Yeah, exactly. And so, so, so I, I love when you come in and like, you know, you're like, oh yeah, the other day, like I nailed this and I'm just like, okay, cool. Hey, all we're doing today, oh, yeah. a couple of 800 meters and some hey, dumbbell man. front yeah. squats. Just yeah, like, no hey, deal. it's not going to be anything, you, you know. definitely go out as hard as you can. <laughs> so, you come back in and that first run's like 320, 322. And then it's just like, oh, See you later. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so I think, you know, we enjoy kind of that. I enjoy, you know, it, I just went through Instagram last night and Facebook and yeah. I like, you know, I like, I like, I'm like purging. I have to purge because like there's just too many people on that I'm like, that I'm watching, that I'm viewing, that like, yeah. and it's, that's the thing. It's like, it, that's what sucks time is like, I had, I think I had like, I was following like 500 people yes, like yesterday and now I'm down to like a hundred and like my goal is to get to like 50. Yeah, um, right. But when you, you know, you're one of the fav- my favorite people to follow because like a lot of your posts are really, most of your posts are going to be your workouts. Yeah. And I love seeing what you're doing. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's kind of a weird thing because I really don't care what like Ben Bergeron posts or like what these <laughs> other people post. It's like, I, I would rather watch what you're going to post. Yeah. Um, because I think the, the that was how I how I started really was like I, I was programming first for myself and then I was programming eventually for you know uh, Jay and Tom and Grant and Kristen the the people who joined me in the garage yeah. gym um, and then then that kind of grew to you know the first twenty or thirty members and it's like then you're programming for the whole gym yeah. and then and now you're programming for hundreds of people yeah. and so it's um, you know it's been fun to to see that that transformation and yeah. so it's kind of like a you know, I have that like nostalgia when I look back at like your yeah. things. Like, oh, you know, that's some shit I would have programmed. Just... Yeah, fifty thrusters at one thirty-five. <laughs> like, just just bury yourself today. Just like, yeah, for time. Yeah. Just you know, just, yeah. just why? Because because fuck me. That's right. why. It's just pick, like, you I'm gotta just... pick the rent. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's it's it's fun to kind of watch you for yeah. it. So and so that's really kind of you know that's transitioned into you know. Uh, I always run the PT for my company. I know that we've, yeah. we've talked about it and um, I bounce some ideas off your head yeah. and, and uh, I've even taken up some of the, 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 um, the wall balls up there for him. Yep. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where my, the PT at my company is, is purposely made to be super fucking hard. Yeah. You know, and I, cause I want these dudes to understand what it feels like to lose all the ATP in their muscles. Yep, right. Exactly. So like I, I, I think, with the newer generation of soldiers that I'm getting, and we talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit, but there is a, you know, th- there's just a a a soldier that is coming into the, the military today that perhaps hasn't had a whole lot of physical yeah, hardship. Just softer. Maybe yep. not like a, you know, physical hardship and like doesn't know how to work, but yep. like just... You know, I remember that was fun for us when we were growing up. It's yep. to see how fast we could run our 40, like, yep. 20 times. Yeah, or exactly. Like, yeah. you know, see how fast we could run a mile. Yeah. And it was bragging rights and things like that. Yep. You now it's just, we're getting soldiers that might not. Well, they're getting rid of two-a-days. I mean, they're like, so, yeah. like, I mean, football, football, pro, it's like, you think hands, about what is the hardest thing. Hands, like, hands down. Yeah. All right. I had, we had an event in August of 2012 in Afghanistan where I was all fully kitted up. For like 18 hours. Yeah. All right. We had a real bad green on blue. We had to secure the scene. Yeah. We, you know, we we're getting all, all kinds of intelligence that we have all these like hostiles moving to our area. Okay. And I remember thinking to myself, it's August. What's going on back at home? All two days are starting. Yep. I remember thinking to myself, 
would I rather be at two days right now or be where I am right now? Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good here. Bro. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I, that was like, yeah. you know, but growing up, two days, high school football, those were like the hardest, some of the hardest events that I've ever had in my life. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, but anyway, so the, the PT is purposely made to be difficult. Uh, I implemented a new PT standard for, um, you know, we, the APFT obviously is yep. the two mile run, push ups and sit ups. But yep. in, in Chosen Company, you have to do 100 burpees for time under, under 10 minutes yeah. and right into two touch and go 15 foot rope climbs. Yes. Yep. So we're sitting at about 50% pass rate at this point. A yep. lot of it is they don't know how to climb a rope, which yep. that's fine. We'll work on it. The burpees. Hey, it's one of those things. It's a yeah. gut check, man. Yep. And, and at the end of every single time, I love burpees. I love burpees, bear crawls. So yeah. I'll do like, you know, do like, you know, 20 burpees and then bear crawl like 100 yards. Yep. And it's brilliant. Yeah. Because people hate it. Oh, yeah. That's why I love yeah. it. It's a mental strength. Shoulders and hips. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But you can always kind of go, I always tell people, for the most part, it's like a soldier generally, not everybody, but a soldier can, should be able to, you can always do one more burpee. You can always yeah. go another couple steps on the bear crawl. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and I think that's kind of where we're going to as a whole uh, in the military. So I don't know if you're aware, but the Army yeah, is implementing a new yeah, AC, so we, ACFT Army we Combat We tested Fitness that test. back in like oh, did you? 2008, 9, 10, like did in you? D.C., like when they first started having the concept of changing it. Yeah. We were like some of the first soldiers that started nice. to test that. Yeah. And that was a big part of like how I started actually finding and getting involved with, with CrossFit in like 2008. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that I implement in the garage gym... Um, Go, goes right to the company, test it out, tinker with it. Yeah. Um, a lot of like sandbag stuff, yeah. just whole body, just, hey, what are you going to have to do on the battlefield, man? Yeah. Like, we can have, you know, we're not going to have to snatch. We're yep. not going to have to do all that stuff. But you know what you are going to have to do? You're going to have to pick a buddy and run. Yep. Um, and so that's, you know, and I and I would say that's, I'm, I'm biased in my own my own wads towards that type of stuff. Yeah, for in, sure. In my yeah. garage gym. Um, but, you know, it's funny. You talk about Instagram and posts and everything, and, and um, it's amazing how many people will come up to me, especially my, my hometown friends. Yeah. They're just like, you know, I just I just really enjoy you posting that because then I, then I do those workouts. Yeah. And I just, I never, because I, I don't post them for reasons of, like, I want other people to do it. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't, you know, it's just one of those things. It's where, almost like logging for you in a way. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I can look back yep. and just, like, yep. what do I want to do today? Yeah, exactly. My brain doesn't work. Like, yep. what am I going to do? Yep. Oh, let's try this again. Try yeah, and even time. if it, even if it's not doing it again, it stimulates some creativity. Yeah. It's like, okay, last time I did 100 back squats at, you know, body weight. Now I'm going to do 100 back squats at, yeah. you know, half body weight or right. twice body or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it might be. It's like, wait, you know, how do yeah. I want to take that? So, yeah. yeah, I think that's super interesting. The, um, what's, is there bragging rights around the, the 100 burpees in, in two rope climbs? Have they like adopted that mentality, the soldiers who are like kind of high performers? I think, I think they're still like, I still think they're kind of in shock right now. Like, so the best, the best time that we had was a 512. On the burpees, yeah, or is that total? But five twelve, uh, five twelve on the burpees. We don't okay. time the yeah, transition because some people yeah. are gonna die. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. they're just like yeah. sprawled yeah. out. There don't climb the rope yet. <laughs> just you literally like, might just die. Chill out. Just, <laughs> you make it up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, five twelve just on the burps, which you know I said anything under uh, five and a half was like pretty legit. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have a real hard time getting under getting under eight. Yep. So I'm at like an eight. My my best is like eight oh five or yeah. something like that. Yep. But, um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, we, I just try to push them 
as far as they can go because I think their eyes just need to be opened a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, pe- people are graduating basic training without passing an APFT now. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is, um, which is concerning. Yeah, concerning. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, concerning. I would say generally, I mean, you know, it's, um, you know, we had kind of talked a little bit before we started about just military readiness. And, yeah. you know, I think now it's a, it's a, it's a buzzword that has gone like to like CNN, Fox News. Like it's stuff that's being talked about on that level now, which right. I always tell people like, Stuff's probably been going on for like ten years inside of the military before the, like the news is going to talk about it. Right. Um, and now the news is so like, like they don't really talk about what's going on in the military. Yeah. You know. Um, so I think that that's such unless it's convenient for them. Sure. But yeah. I think that that's one of those things where it's like, uh, it's it's just I'm obsessed with with helping think about and fix solutions to. Like this problem, which right. this problem, as far as I see it, is yeah. affecting everything. Like it's it's you know it, health, you know you might call it military readiness, but I call that mental and physical preparation just to be to be right. active, able, a human. Right. Yeah. And I think that has become something that's that's affected, infected our entire like society. And I think it affects everything. I think it affects you know people's happiness i think it involves relationships i think it involves just everything in that capacity so you know i think one of my big things that i try to focus on all the time is like what is what is the fix to that solution for our community and i think for you it's like for for my team for my guys so i think that that's cool that you kind of are able to start to look at how do i solve this how do i fix this problem because you can affect change with you know 50 100 200 300 people yeah um you know, with the right, you know, pushing. Right. So I think that's cool. Do you guys ever talk about, do you guys talk about nutrition? Do you guys work on anything like that? Yeah. Um, it's tough for soldiers. It, you know? It's tough, you know, it's, especially as you guys not like day to day. Right. You know? It, you know, it's tough and it's, it's tough because, especially because I have some young soldiers. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I'll, I'll make, I'll make comments and I'll, you know, take some shots. Like, yeah. If I see somebody struggling real hard that I know, like, I, I remember, you know, one time specifically, um, a soldier who is, um, who loves his like marble 100 menthols, you know, <laughs> yeah. and he like just walks around with Mountain Dew and marble, 100s, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just which like, is uh, unfortunately super you know, common. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, how are those fucking marbles tasting now? <laughs> fucking go, you know? <laughs> And, yeah. and I, I know I sound like a huge dick, but yeah. in that in that type of environment, that's yeah. not out of line. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not, for sure. You know. Well, and, I mean, the thing that that you have to, you know, people listening, anybody, when they hear that stuff, it's like you also have to keep in the back of your mind, like if that soldier is not ready, there is going to come a situation where you know the guy right next to him gets shot, yeah, exactly. and they have to pick them up and carry them, right. and if they are not capable of doing that. Like that person will die. And so like, you know, it's like, Oh, well, you know, Adam's pretty harsh. That was mean. Like that maybe hurt his feelings. It's like, okay. Like, is it better to hurt somebody's feelings, but make sure you can save a guy's fucking life? Or is it better to, you know, be sensitive and, and not hurt his feelings, but then he kills a dude. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think it's, you know, one of my favorite movies speeches is a few good men. Yeah, I love kind of freedom that I provide. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the speech is so good. And so two two things about that. So a few good men and then the rock. 
And it's two movies that I feel like if you really are in the military, serve in the military, like you have a different view yeah. on that because like they peg like Ed Harris is sort of the bad guy and they peg right. Jack Nicholson is sort of the bad guy. And you're like, hey, you know, actually I kind of lean with them a little bit, you know, yeah. it's like now granted, like I'm not going to blow up the population of San Francisco, <laughs> but like the yeah. the things behind what he's saying what he's are yeah. ex- extremely like relevant. And right. I think it's, it's those things where, um, you know, that, that general awareness is, is something that, um, that's so so hard. That's the gap between sure. civilians and military that I think yeah. is sometimes hard to hard to get across. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So you've been doing um, been doing CrossFit with the unit and been kind of involving that. Do you think any of your soldiers have they taken on that fitness maybe on themselves? Do you feel like you've motivated people to start doing that stuff outside of it? Yeah, I think it's probably twofold. Um, I think it's like a self pride thing. Um, you know, with, and I think too, is they just, they vary at a basic level. They don't want to feel like they felt last month. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just one of those things where yeah. it's like, you can either feel like this every single month. Yep. You can throw up yep. and you can be like combat ineffective for the next <laughs> six hours yeah. because your muscles are just done. Yeah. Or you can just start, you know, yeah. start pushing. It's just yourself, another day. Yeah, for sure. Know? Yeah. And, um, you know, and so I, I think that there's probably a, an even split on, kind of a pride and ego thing and, yeah. then, and then just like I never want to feel like that again because yeah. I felt like I was going to die yeah so, that's awesome yeah. alright I want to talk about your family real quick yeah because yeah. um, Jackie is is hands down one of my favorite people huge <laughs> yeah. huge Jackie fan yeah. and uh, and now Maria is uh, all in on Jackie professionally um, yes. so I feel yeah. like now Maria and Jackie right. are like bonded at, uh, <laughs> at the hip for uh, yeah. Maria's hair she for the was, rest of her she life she saying so. she's had quite a few um, gym clients Carly, yeah, Carly was just in yesterday. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Sarah. Yeah, see, Carly had some long hair, so yeah. she was like going donated all the way. It. Oh, did she really? Awesome. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. wow! I'm excited to see her then. She donated um, yesterday. Yeah, that's really cool. So, uh, how long have you guys been together? Yep. So uh, we met in like December of 2006, January 2007 time frame. Yeah. And where was that? Where'd you guys meet? So we met at Texas Roadhouse. We were both waiters here in Columbus at Dublin. Nice uh, on Bethel. Bethel. Yeah. Um, we were, I was at a student at Ohio State. Nice. She had just moved down here from Lima. Um, so you guys are like the movie at, Waiting. She was working at Charleston. That's how I... We, that's that's like our, that was like our first like our first or second time hanging out we watched that movie. Really? Waiting. Yeah. And we were just like, this is ridiculous how accurate this yeah, is. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, like yeah. the young stewardess, yep. the old like creepy oh, yeah. dude. Yep. If you've ever worked in the restaurant industry, just, that, that movie has like a, it's on a special point. place in your heart. Yeah. It's on point. Um, so yeah, so... Um, we, we were probably not a lot of people probably know this. So we, we were married in 2012. Yeah. Um, Jackie was in Columbus. I was in Afghanistan. Yeah. We were married in Whitefish, Montana in May of 2012 by a double proxy marriage. Wow. That's bizarre. How'd you guys like, yeah. So I came home on, leave. I didn't even know you could do this. Yeah. This is all I want to hear. Yeah. This. Yeah. So I came home on leave in, uh, March of 2012. Yeah. Um, and you know, like young couples who've been away from each other, right? Yeah. So she became pregnant. Yeah. Um, I rotated back into Afghanistan. I was sitting in Kandahar Airfield, yeah. waiting on a C-130 to pick me up and fly me to Herat. Yeah. And we have like little Roshan 
uh, phones that are on like the Afghan network. Yeah. And I remember getting a text message and the text message was like, hey, I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Well. My boys can swim. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, there's that. So um, flew back. She's like, it was so funny. She's like, I was like, so you took took a test and she's like, yeah, I've taken like three. I was like, you should probably just like take another one. <laughs> just, just, just to be sure. Um, so yeah, uh, came home and or went went back to Afghanistan, and then so the double proxy marriage is when um, you know people just stand in for you at the courthouse. Oh, there, was wow. only, there was only four states at that time to yeah. do it, and it was really implemented for. I think North Carolina was the first state to do it. Obviously, a large army and Marine Corps population. Yeah, for sure. It was just implemented specifically for that, yeah. where you could get married in a different, um, when a soldier was away. Yeah. So we ended up getting married. I had to wait like two or three weeks. We were so out in the middle of nowhere that we didn't have like a JAG officer. We were the only yeah. infantry company on our little on our little FOB. Yeah. Um, and so the JAG officer would rotate like every two or three weeks and stay like one or two nights and then oh, rotate out. Yeah. So I had, I had like all the papers and stuff that I had to sign and then notarized and then a lawyer had to sign. And, yeah. And, so we did all that and then uh, mailed that stuff back. And I remember I got off a of patrol, like dumped my gear, um, uh, got back to like my little chew and uh, checked my email. And it was just an email saying like, congratulations, you're married. So we got married on the 19th of May, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get the email until 21. Yeah. So what's your anniversary? Uh, so, and that's like two opportunities for me to fail because yeah. we don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? So... Um, well, and you guys have been remarried now, right? So we did. Done, yeah. So, so we got home and, you know, we were married and I got home and, and Evelyn came in December of 2012. And then just last year down in Punta Cana, we had, you know, kind of our like legitimate yeah. ceremony marriage type, yeah. Which type, looked awesome. type deal. Yeah, yeah. It was really nice. So I think through our group of friends, we're just like, we're just going to get remarried. Like yeah. it's going to be different people's turns every like two or three years. Yeah. Just go. Cause it was a blast. Right. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. It was so funny down there. Like the wedding coordinator was like talking to us, like we were like super stressed out. She's like reassuring us that everything was fine. I was like, listen, <laughs> listen, we're, we've been married for like yeah, yeah, for like yeah, five years. Bro. We're good. Like yeah, we're, yeah. we're yeah. straight. Like That's there so is funny. literally no stress happening. <laughs> yeah. Actually, can I get a beer? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. we're in the Dominican Republic right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like right. we are not in that yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah. that vibe. Yeah. So yeah, got remarried. Um, you know, and just. Evelyn is is awesome. Yeah, yeah, she's crazy. I'm trying to get her into a bunch of different activities. She's yeah. into gymnastics. Five and a half, and, six now. Yeah, she'll be six in December. Yeah, yeah. So trying to get her into BJJ. I bought her a bunch of like I bought her these like gymnastics mats from Rogue. Yeah, and she was like, "Yeah, gymnastics mats." And I was like, "Little do you know that they're actually for BJJ." <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that's that's a cool it's a cool endeavor. I tell people like with kids all the time. It's like. I think, uh, you know, rock climbing, martial arts, and then yeah. CrossFit, I think all those things do a great job of teaching you uh, humility, and they Absolutely. teach you the process, right? Yeah. And I think both of those things are, are super important to learn at a young young age. You know, wrestling's really good with that also, yeah. um, like, as you get more, like, school-age stuff. Right. But I do think a lot of, like, you know, you think your traditional ball sports, mm-hmm. I think it's so easy. At first, it, like, everybody's communication is so talent-based, not process-based, is it's, yeah. like... Um, because it's kind of a team sport and then it's just like, oh, you know, this dude's really good and like, you're just not as good. And so it's like, so it's right. like, there's not much you can right. do about it as opposed Sorry. to like, yeah, that individual, like, like martial arts <laughs> stuff. It's just like, you're not, yeah. there is no real good or bad. Like, it's just, right. 
you're you're it's just do you dedicate yourself to the process you exactly. know do you do you learn that stuff so i think it's so cool and, yeah really cool for you know young young women to see that like yeah i think for me that's the most exciting part it's like now like a lot of our kids and tots and stuff and um you know a lot of people who i know who have young daughters it's like yeah they get them involved and stuff like that early yeah. i think that's so cool that's yeah. so cool for this generation of, yeah. of women coming up yeah like, you're gonna be fucking badass well like, it's gonna be awesome and i had a friend recently who you know they 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 have a little boy or they're about to have a little boy and um and they were just saying you know well you know when you have a boy you probably you, you'll parent differently if you ever have a boy and i was just like listen i don't i don't think so man yeah I parent my daughter the exact same way I would parent a son. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if it's just me or, I, I don't know, but I don't, the standard's the standard. The standard's the standard, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. I mean, either you're a boy or a girl, I don't care. Yeah. You're, there's a standard, yeah. and that's how I parent up to it, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, anybody, I think I think anybody that doesn't, you know, I don't know, I just, if they don't understand that, they, they think, like, I can parent this, this young boy, you know, just be super hard on him or whatever. Yeah. Just kind of coddle the girl, and that's not no. that's not my philosophy. No, no, I, I completely not, agree with that. You're setting both of them up for failure if you do that. Well, just like you said, the standard is the standard, and if we're talking about kids, I think the standard is to show them how to be a successful person, how to be right. a, how to be a happy person. Exactly. Like that's that's what you're teaching them. Yeah. And I, you know, just like we talked about like yesterday a little bit, and like habit change seminar that I'm talking about all the time. It's like if you build consistent good habits, right. you'll have emotional stability and emotional stability is going to make you happy and successful. And yeah. it's just like, that's it. And it's just like, so if you yeah. develop these habits at a young age, um, you know, I was watching, um, watching a video yesterday talking about how first seven years, they're just downloading. They're just downloading yeah. from you, downloading from people around them, downloading yeah. habits, downloading, you know, this is, this is important to people. This is not important to people. Right. And so, you know, if they're downloading, you know, bad relationships, not being present, not being there, yeah. getting blown off, like that's going to be the per- type of person they are. And it's just yeah. like, they download those habits like crazy right. when they're young. And so the more stuff you can get involved yeah. with where they're downloading good yeah. habits and they're being taught and educated. And, and so I think it's so cool. Yeah. And I think that points to, you know, an opportunity for myself yeah. to know that. And it's just a... Like you got to keep your shit straight, yeah. right? Because like you know, you have these little eyes just always on you. Yeah. Like I'll be the first one to admit my mouth is terrible. Yeah, right. And so, you know, that's not always the the best look. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just. Um, I don't know. There's something badass that. about a grown woman who's got a like got a little <laughs> edge mouth the, on her. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, lo- I I thoroughly <laughs> enjoy that. Like there's. I I knew this girl um when I was in D.C. and she was like. Irish Catholic Boston girl <laughs> yeah. and this girl she still had she a little bit of the Boston twang yeah. but man like when she went hard on somebody like right. you'd see it at bars every now and again some guy would try to pick up on her and do something yeah. stupid and she just turned around and she could just go so hard on somebody <laughs> and like and, yeah. and the profanities would just fly and I was just like that was awesome to watch. <laughs> you have got to do that more. Like that's so yeah. sweet. So yeah. I don't know. You never know. I mean, I think it could be something that could be be beneficial. But Jackie's it, she's so sweet. It's she like is. it's one of those things where it's like she'll she'll be a nice it's definitely, mix of both We of definitely guys, have so. the yin yang on that on yep. that side of the house. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but uh, you know, Evelyn just started at St. Bridget's in Dublin here, nice. and is just really rocking out kindergarten. Yeah, first year of school, right? Just, How's just that loving, loving it. I mean, it's it's been really great. Yeah, um, yeah. So, just 
super positive experience. That's time. awesome, man. All right, so let's talk. We got to get our got to get our uh, right. questions in. A restaurant in Dublin. What's your favorite? So, go-to? you know, I work right downtown, so I don't eat a lot. Okay. I, if I had to say like my favorite overall, doesn't even need to be in Dublin. Can be yeah. Favorite. So I have two cheese in Dublin. Okay. Uh, just I'm a big red meat guy. Yeah. I need to cut back on that probably a little bit, but um, and then. Um, so downtown, right by my office on Gay Street, is um, Tiger and Lily. Tiger and Lily. Nice. So it's like bone broth. It's like a faux, but they do. They're it's legit. Yeah. Like it's like rice noodles and meat, and they have these marinated hard boiled eggs uh, that nice. are just. I mean, I could eat every meal there. Yeah. For sure. So I love it. Um, yeah, Tiger and Lily on Gay Street, right next to Pub Mahomes. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, sweet. That's a good Valley, one. I don't Pearl know if Valley. people will know that. So, yeah. so we've gotten a lot of two cheese. Everyone's aware of two cheese, which is good. But I like the I like the new things that are going to be a new awareness. Yeah, if you're down there, if you, yeah. if any if if anybody's down in uh, like Pearl Alley area, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, down there. A lot of uh, probably Ringside. If I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah. So it's best burgers in Columbus for nice. sure. Oldest bar in Columbus. Oldest bar in it's Columbus. Right there in Ringside, the you said. Ringside. Hmm, yeah, nice. Solid. That's sweet. Yeah, we're always looking solid for good spot. stuff like that. So I yeah. like it. Awesome, man. I think that's it. You got anything else you want to add? No, I just. Uh, yeah, like I said, thank you so much for having me on. Um, you know, friendship has definitely been one of those one of those experiences that Jackie and I have had that we are uh, we're just grateful for the community. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, I just I'm I'm stoked to get to know more people in the gym. Yeah, well, it's awesome. I love that the the feedback I've been getting a lot from the Sunday chats is it's so nice to be able to to get to know the people more. So yeah. I think it's cool. It's you know it's it's nice because you know I might be taking a class with you and I know you as Adam. Right. That's about it. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, as you start to know, as you start to dive deeper, like we've had, we've had people that's like, I didn't even know we're from the same hometown. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I, I'm like, my mom went to that high school. You yeah. know, it's just like Brock, and so, Brock grew up, Brock's yeah. right down there on the road from me. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And that's, what's so cool is like, you know, I tell people like Brock's a great example. It's like, um, you know, that people don't know, like Brock and I were, were in the honor guard together. Like he yeah. was, he was a tomb guard for a little while and like in training and stuff. Yeah. Like people just don't know this stuff about, about yeah. everybody. So I think it's, it's really, it's a cool opportunity for people to get to know each yeah. other. More. And I, I'd say the best, one of the best things about the gym is when you go, when you come in and look, look, you look up at the house rules and yeah. you see that you're responsible for the energy that you bring in here. Yep. I think that is something that everybody like that, that is good for every situation that you're in. Yep. Every experience that you have, every, you know, there's an old saying, if you meet an asshole in the morning, you met an asshole in the morning. If you yep. meet assholes all day, you're the asshole. Yep. Right. Yep. So yep. like, you know, it's just one of those, um, you know, be accountable for the energy you bring in, yep. you know, be, uh, be present. You yep. know, I've tried as much as I can to get to the point where I say no to things where I know I'm not going to bring good energy to that situation. And so sometimes, yeah. you know, it, it might look, uh, you know, um, so like, you know, Maria's family stuff's a good example. It's like, you know, they'll have, they'll maybe have like a barbecue, they'll have something going on and yeah. like, you know, I'll have worked a long day. I'll be tired. You know, Sundays I program, like I got a bunch of stuff that kind of hangs over my head that I have to prep for the week on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. It's like Sunday afternoon really is not like a great time for me to get a bunch of stuff going on. Right. And so, so like there are people over in, in, you know, it'll just be like all yeah. decline. And then, and then there's a bunch of questions and, you know, I think a lot of the times it's just like, well, you know, like I can come, but I'm not going to be present. No, I'm not going to be present. Yeah. 
And I'm not going to have a bunch of great energy. I'm not going to be jet, like juiced to be there. You know, it's, I'm the it's, same way. And so it's like, and if I'm going to be like that, do you want me around? Yeah, like I don't. I like then. Then yeah. you're going to associate me with being exactly. somebody where you're like, I don't really like that guy. Exactly. Like he's not that fun. He's yeah. not that this. And it's like, well, you didn't. I wasn't set up for the opportunity to be fun. Absolutely. Right? That and happened so, all the time when I was in school. Yeah. Because I would have deadlines on Saturdays and Sundays. Yep. And I'd go to a family event and just be like, listen, my mind's elsewhere. Yeah. I need, I have to do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's, yeah, just like you said. I try to tell people all the time, too, when you come to the gym, you know, it's, uh, you know, when you when you walk in, it's like, it's an, it's an opportunity yeah. to readjust your energy. Like, yeah. that's the way I look at it. That's how I look at it. I know when I'm having a tough day. And I'm yeah. tired, and I'm I'm just like dragging ass, and I'm short with people. A workout can reset that shit Absolutely. real quick. So it's like, yeah. and probably for me, faster than anything. Yeah. It's like you know, it's like what what other things can I do? It's like, well, I can have a cup of coffee, I can have a beer, yeah, I can get a workout. It's like those are the things that like it's like those can kind of change your mood, your philosophy right. like quickly. But that's what I love about like going there is like. You walk in, like, I'm going to hit you with some positivity. I'm going to be yeah. juiced to see you. Yeah. And you're going to get energy given to you. And it's like, right. if you can respond, if you can change your mentality with it, it's like, you can change your whole day. You can change your yeah. whole outlook on stuff. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's it's been fun to, you know, this year um, try more and more to embody yeah. that. And it's been cool to put a team around where, like, that's, like, one of our stated goals now as, like, as a team is, like, yeah. like just bring that energy yeah. and, you know, fake it till you make it. If, you, if you're not in that boat... <laughs> Right. bring it just keep bringing the energy right. you'll be surprised at how much you can turn your Absolutely. day around so Absolutely. that's cool I'm glad you guys are feeling that yeah. awesome man thanks for coming on I yeah. appreciate it thanks for yeah. having me for sure Absolutely.